This is Gutterball's Rewind. In each episode of Gutterball's Rewind, Brad and Adam discuss a single minute of their groundbreaking previous podcast, Gutterball's The Lebowski Deep Cast. To salute that podcast's greatest moments of truth, as well as give recognition to its broken promises. Please join us as we step over the threshold and into your memories. This is just way, way, way off. The yeah, bad one. Right. Do we want to do not it again right. a little bit and see what happens if it's better? Let's just hold do on. it. Let me hold on. Let me do something. Are you you only have one internet now, right? Kind of. Okay. I made it more complicated. Can you still hear me? Are you stopping recording? No. Oh, fuck. Pew. Come on back. It'll work. Pew, pew. It'll work. It'll work. Pew, it's still pew. good. Pew, it's still good. It's still good. It's still good. Oh, there it is. No, 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 no. <clears throat> my first Jesus. My my. <laughs> my first question is: Did you stop recording? Uh, well, the Skype call, call recorder stopped, obviously. Um, but my main one did not. All right, let's just don't stop anything. Let's just count it down again and keep going. Okay. Well, yeah, I fixed the internet. Okay, let's count it down. All right. Three. Three. Two. two one. one. Beep. See, that was better. That was way smoother. Way smoother. So you only have sort of one internet now, but not quite. Well, I have one internet. However, I can connect to that internet via the wireless or the wire. Well, always the wire. And I... I usually use the wire when we're recording, but I noticed, and I turned the Wi-Fi off in the little menu bar, so that way I know it's using the wire. Right. There's no ifs, ands, or buts, and I realized I forgot to do that this time. Oh, so it defaulted to wireless. So when I turned off the wireless, we lost the connection, but right. the issue was the little... Um, wire jack had to be like it wasn't in it was out by like an eighth of an inch i had to like just mm, just give it a little get it in there yeah so i was on wireless more or less that whole time little tippity tap if david simon taught us anything it's that you always trust the wire yes exactly so now i'm all on the wire we have like the latency is just so low it's so beautifully low i love it milliseconds yeah Oh, updates available. Do you want to install the updates now? You might as or, well. Or try tonight. Try in an hour. Try tonight. Remind me tomorrow. Turn on auto update. Fuck you. Ugh. You got to keep your shit updated, though. Yeah, I know, but I want to do it on my terms, Brad. Well, it's giving you a lot of options. It's just not to be giving clear. me the only option that I want, which, which is, is what? fuck Never you. Never tell me. <laughs> Basically. Never tell me. I'll check for it. So I have to be like, oh, yeah. Oh, please remind me tomorrow. Please have the little little ding-dong come up in the corner. Fuck you. Okay. All right. We're done. <laughs> done with... What, where, what's happening? Where are we? 
this is uh, tech support with Brandon Adam. Right? Yeah, you can call us right now with any of your tech support questions. Awesome. Having trouble formatting that floppy drive, opening up a PowerPoint 95 file in PowerPoint 97. Let us know. We have all the answers. <laughs> you know, we, we do. And uh, this is going well so far. Yeah, oh. really well. Anyway, I know it's not an episode of regarding, regarding, regarding Henry, but I just felt like playing that. But you got to make use of it. You got to do. You got to yeah. do. Yeah, so this isn't regarding, 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 regarding Henry, but this is Gutterball's Rewind. Right, but it's not a Gutterball's Rewind of a minute from episode um, <laughs> 142? Well, that's an interesting concept. Because I only considered Gutterball's Rewinds as going back to the first season for some reason. That's there are no rules. But there's no reason that they can't. We can't just rewind back. Well, I guess the last time we rewound to a rewound. So forget it. I'm crazy. There are no rules. <laughs> there are no rules. But that that's not this. We're not rewinding to a gutter balls rewind. No. So this is this is really straight and easy. This is an easy one. Yes. You know we've been getting actually a lot of mail in the gutter balls mailbag. Well, right, and that's why that's kind of why we're doing a gutter balls rewind. Yeah, because we, you know, new shit comes to light. It does on a somewhat periodic basis. Yeah, fortnightly almost. Almost. So <laughs> I, you know, it was yeah. I think you know revisiting one of these uh, minutes where the listener really had to set us straight is uh, is worth it. It's worth it, but now. I just want to let's define the parameters of setting us straight a little bit because the listener was setting our stupid idiot selves from five years ago straight. And true. So th- that's why I was saying, like, this is why we're doing a gutter balls rewind because it's a comment. We're starting it off, kicking it off with a comment we got. Just recently, a couple days back, on episode, well, I guess we're starting with the one from episode uh, seven. Yes. Which was released in, well, I won't date it necessarily, but it was released over four years ago, almost four and a half years ago. And we'd only done six episodes prior to that. And so listening to the minute of the first season of Gutterballs that this comment was from just um, was embarrassing for me. It's like the classic thing where you can't look at yourself on camera or listen to your own voice. You just think it's horrible and it, it's cringy. It was very right. cringy listening to us blather on. Well, should we just go ahead and play the minute now? Get it out of the way. And then we can go on to uh, discuss uh, discuss what what happened there. All right. I'll, yeah, I got it queued up here. Do you want me to play it? Play it. All right. And, and it flies over, boom, and knocks that 10. He is very excited about that, I'm sure. He saved a spare there. That's what you have when you accept problem. More montage stuff. He's throwing... What color is his bowling ball? When we see it. When we see him throw it. 
His ball is a red, like a bright red, maybe even orange kind of. Let's see. Red orange. Let's see when he picks up this 710 split. Whoopsies. Oops. Green. 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 Oh, green. But, you know, like we said, they just had mountains of bowling footage, and they're just piecing it together into a nice montage. I'm not going to sit here and judge him for that. But again, the shot after that, so after he gets... So, a lot to unpack there. <laughs> um, first of all, that's my best guess as to the minute that he's referring to because... Oh, yeah. It, right? Sure. No, I think that's, that's um, without a doubt, that's what he's referring to. Because we don't... That's the only time when we see... A, 710 split being picked right. up, right? Well, and he commented on this specific episode as well, so... Right, we know it's this episode, because he commented right in the comment thread of the episode, but there's 91 possibilities within that for, like, what minute we were going to Right, but this is on. obviously the minute. Because of like the 710 said, it's split. it's the 710 split, right. and we talk about the multicolored balls and everything else. Right, right. So, starting off... I can't believe anyone, first of all, I can't believe anyone listens to this show, period, even now. But listening to that, ugh. I don't know, it wasn't that bad. I thought it was pretty bad. It's not that bad compared to where we are now, Adam, I hate to tell you. (laughs) You think it's better back then? Well, I don't listen to the show. Yeah, I don't know if it was better back then. I think we've definitely very moderately improved extreme medium there but um i'm just talking about simple things like pacing um not having like seven to 14 seconds of silence yeah we are better with the silence since we got that special uh filter to get rid of it all yeah it's a foot pedal i have to keep operating it here in my lair it's like your rumpelstiltskin spinning the straw into gold gotta keep spinning you're spinning our scratchy throat straw into silken audio gold that's right just keep spinning just keep spinning man my one foot is so much bigger than my other one now it's like the rocks yeah, that's foot. what happens i got a rock yeah, you have foot. one adam foot and one uh dwayne johnson foot hell yeah i'm proud of that foot that's a good bit brad that's an episode of good bits <laughs> that's a great bit right there so so I just so, think it's terrible. It was terrible. I don't know what you're talking about. It was awful. I can't listen to it. It wasn't great. Anyway. Anyway, but we, all this is to say, though, still, we're going to salute Natch. Yo, Natch. We salute Natch you. Natch Jackson. Natch Jackson. Who wrote us about our, our the era of our ways here. It's a lesser known Civil War era general who's commenting on our show. The show is without temporal bounds, apparently. Natch Jackson says, Woo, I can share some bowling knowledge with you. First and foremost, the trick to eating finger foods while bowling is to eat with your opposite hand. This part of the comment does not reference our the minute. Should I skip it or should I just Just read it anyway. For righties, eat left-handed and vice versa. Your ball hand remains pristine and there is no food ball cross-contamination. Yeah. I do. I think I remember us probably talking multiple times in multiple episodes probably about like the disgustingness of like, you know, eating the pizza and then sticking your hand in there. Yeah. 
It's awful. And then eating the pizza again. Ugh. But I guess again, if you're a, if you're used to this, right? You have the tricks of the trade, which is you just use one hand, one hand for the ball, one hand for the food. Never the twain shall meet. It's all good. Well, as a wing eater, like I that like eating technology has been with me for like twenty years. Okay, you know, I got a wing hand. And a non-wing hand, you know, you use yeah. it to like drink beers and do whatever else you got to do. Yep. So I know that, but the problem with this is with bowling, like once you, you know, you're there, you're lining up, you kind of touch the, you got your fingers in the ball with one hand, but then you're supporting the ball with the other hand. You're still touching around. Right. Like, I guess you could not touch with your other hand, I guess, but it seems like that'd be a lot of stress on your wrist. You're hefting it up in front of your face, kind of. Well, maybe you've worked out your wrist if you're, you're used to bowling. You got one regular wrist, one rock wrist. Exactly. Okay. The, uh, yeah. Uh, and, and I'll go back also to your comments on uh, wings. Yeah. I take so much pleasure in using two hands to eat a wing. Mm. Yeah. Using one hand is just too, too much work. Well, it's too limiting. I just go all the way in. Yeah. Both Wh- hands. Whole hog. And then I just don't touch anything else. Whole foul. I guess I could sip my beer through a straw then. You could do that. You know what? The problem with that is, though, plastic on a, like a, not microscopic, but on a small scale is so porous and bumpy compared to like glass. Like as you suck the beer through, the liquid finds the little nudges and edges and trivets and wivets to like collect on and it gets all bubbly and frothy and foamy on the way up to your mouth oh okay so then by the time it gets there it's half bubbles half foam and half beer i mean if you're into that kind of thing go for it it. wouldn't work i don't really like it i mean it would work but it would be a different experience well maybe i need to get like a glass straw a special glass beer straw yeah i think that would work better like pretty wide like as wide as your pinky maybe it's like almost a separate glass. Right. Like a shot glass, like a really, really long well, shot glass. I could do something like uh, repurpose your foot pedal to kind of like, you know, hit the foot pedal and kind of tip the beer off into my mouth. Yeah. I think that we, could work. I think we could reconfigure it to do that. Be a little tricky. Like if you were going yeah. to the Dark Horse or whatever, you'd have to right. like, show up at the bar and be like, have like six backpacks worth of equipment and be like, I just got to set up here. I require a power 40- strip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the next 45 minutes, I just got to set up my apparatus. Your apparatus. I need a power strip, a package of thumbtacks, and a horse. I'll be wearing one of those things like like eyeglasses that have the little flashlights on either side. Oh, I like those. David Reese wears those. Doing little detailed work there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I actually really do need a pair of those. What detail they work? They would make you... life great. Have you been doing some detail work recently? Well, every once in a while, you need your detail work, or you're just trying to do something like it's too dim. I find my house to be too dim. I think that's a that's a issue with uh, my wife. You may know her. Her name is Christine and myself. We have a vastly different idea of what level of lighting is appropriate. You're a very bright lighted person, and I don't like it. Yeah, I like to see everything. I don't I mean, like it. If I don't I'm wanna... just hanging out. It's fine. But if it's like any, if I'm doing any work, 
even just like, okay, I'm folding laundry. It's like, I need the bright light. I want to see every little fold and crease and fiber. I want to know what I'm doing. Do these two socks match? I can't tell. It's too dim. I need to shine the spotlight on and be like, oh, these are obviously two different shades of black. Well, that's fine. You know, where do you fold your laundry? In my bedroom. Right. Do, Do you have an overhead light in your bedroom? I mean, it's not bright enough. Because you, the l- bulbs are all low, and Christine will screw them out. Christine. Or if I turn them on, she'll turn them off as soon as she walks in. Is this some gnome-like creature that steals your light bulbs in the night? Who's this it's Christine? Lar- the Lartees. The Lartees are in there, and one of them's name is Christie's? <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, my Christie's. God. Christie's, Christie's the Lartees. <laughs> what a bitch, right? Oh. Right. What I'm saying is, Christie's the Lartise or not, can't you, like, if if that Lartise is going to be stealing your light bulbs and replacing them with lower ones, that doesn't happen every night, probably. They probably do their rounds. So you could put higher wattage bulbs in there. But I guess my question is, like... Why put higher wattage bulbs through the whole house when all I need to do is wear glasses with flashlights taped to them? <sighs> It because you'd be committing to a certain aesthetic, an awesome aesthetic. <laughs> well, but it, okay. I mean, it's a commitment. It's a commitment, man. What I'm saying is, do you have alternate lighting in your bedroom where you're doing the folding of the laundry, or do you use the overhead light as the primary lighting source? The overhead light is shines the most light. Is that your primary source, or do you have like? tables with like little lamps on them or something the ta- we have the, the, the nightstands have little lamps but they're like little dim like you're going to bed lights on them okay because i abhor overhead lighting right hate it so does so does christine and christie's yeah they both do well that figures they both do and that's i mean i don't hate overhead lighting but i like overhead lighting if it's bright i just want the lights to be bright you know it's a simple problem that my extreme laziness refuses to solve but it could be solved with an incredibly lazy way if i just put some uh taped a small mag light to like the side of my glasses why can't you though just turn the overhead light on when you need to do the work and then when the work is done, turn that off and maybe invest in some alternate lighting that's soothing and comforting. That's not like mini little, we are literally sleeping now, so the light is so dim that we can sleep with it on. But, you know, have some kind of like downward projecting floor lamp or something that's not just blasting light everywhere. I will look into it. Okay, You've given me a lot to think about. It might be a compromise that you could live with. I don't want to see you walking around with um, a mag light taped to your glasses or the side of your face because you're going to end up like Nabin Johnson. <laughs> right. You know? Well, what if I did have that mag light on there, right? And then um, the Lartees all decided to come barging in all at once. Yeah. I could just kill the main breaker You'd have an advantage. scattered. I'd have an advantage, though. I could see. Yeah, exactly. You'd be like, boom. You'd be like mag lighting them. Yep. I don't know. I still think they'd be faster than you. 
Yeah, those little fucks are those pretty fast. Those little fucks are fast, man. I don't know how they paddle those little boats so fast, but they do it. It's almost freaky looking, like those little people in um, Mulholland Drive that come underneath the door, you know? The old couple. Oh, yeah. Shit, forgot about them. But they move real fast. Yeah. 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 Those little fucks move fast. <sighs> well. We're not going to talk about Judy. <laughs> we're going to leave her out of it. We're going to leave her out of it. One day we might talk about Judy. One day. We don't know, do we? But not right now. Not right now. Right now we're going to talk about Natch. Let's continue. So we got through his first paragraph. <laughs> right. About which is, the food ball contamination. Which is not referencing this minute, this episode right. of Gutter Balls Rewind, really. It's yeah, just the a, fellow with the split. We'll have to come back to that comment. Because that's from a different... We'll just have to come back to that in a future episode of Gutter Balls Rewind. Um, I'm going to continue here. Regarding the fellow that gets and then picks up a 7-10 split, bowlers of a certain level of dedication will have a second ball that is used for picking up spares. Spare balls are like their own category in the manufacturer's lineup, like a potter in golf. And yes, there are folks that will bring three or four balls with them every time they bowl in special built-for-balls wheelie luggage cases. The upshot is... The red first ball slash green second ball is likely not an error. Picking up a split is definitely where you'd want to use a spare ball if you had one. So. So there we go. I had no idea. I had no idea four years ago, and I had no idea this year. I don't think I did either, really. That makes a whole lot of sense, though, because, you know, if you're just you're taking your first roll, you're going kind of more for power. You just want to blast it all to pieces get that strike in one go but if you got the seven the dreaded seven ten split you got to go more for precision and you don't want this like yeah and you want to have a special spin on it so it yeah. kind of hits and then flings the other way so yeah you don't want some 14 pound ball you know you want something that's a little nimbler you know can kind of like float like a butterfly sting like a bee sort of thing well you know, if we were smart, or if I was smart, I would have maybe done some research before this to see just all the ways the balls are different. Because it is, is it just weight? Or is there other things? Do they have a different surface? Do they have a different, you know, distribution of, of weight, a different configuration of the finger holes? Yeah, they might have a different core that gives it a different spin. Yeah. We don't know. Natch. We don't know. Help us out. Anybody else, help us out. Yeah, we, let us know. We obviously aren't going to do this work. We're fucking lazy. Yeah, so let us know. Head over to gutterballs.tv. Gutterballs.tv slash 145. That's the link right to this episode. Oh, you can you leave us a comment there or in the sidebar. If you don't want to leave a comment, you can just contact us directly using the contact form. Come, It'll come in to us via our email. There you go. And we'll know. Or you could always hit us up on, on Twitter. Mm -hmm. We're mm -hmm. at Guttercast or Facebook. Uh, Facebook.com slash guttercast. Yep. Drop us a line there. Um, yeah, let us know what's what's going on in Le terms of these balls or anything, really. Just leave us a comment on iTunes under the guise of a review. It doesn't have to be a review. Just ask a, ask a question there because, like, Roman Mars says that helps. PJ, yeah, that is true. PJ Vogel. Forget everything I said. <laughs> Go to iTunes. Yeah, just do just it there. Just let us know on iTunes. <laughs> game, the, game the algorithm a little bit. Help us out. 
Yeah, we should close down all these ways to contact right. us. Right. Just go through Force iTunes. everyone to contact us through iTunes. Yep. That's what people love, being forced into one narrow channel. No choice. Well, it, it you know, it alleviates uh, the decision point for them in their day. I think they'd be appreciate that. Just means less shit they got to do and exactly. think about, you know? I would appreciate it. All right. I'll keep that in mind. Um, so I do... I do have one issue with this. So this is, I believe this. I believe what Natch is saying. I think he's right. I think we were stupid not to do like a cursory amount of research to figure that out. It's a great bit of insight. But I went back and watched this minute of the movie. And the problem is the red ball, green ball thing. Mm-hmm. It's, it's one role. So, in other words, we are facing towards the dude bowling as he's on his approach, oh. and he rolls it down the lane. We see it start to go down the lane, and it's the red ball. Then we cut, and we see the ball pick up the 7-10 split, and it's the green ball. So, there you go. So, we're, so we weren't idiots, accidentally. Well, we still, not just not as bad. Right. Like, we should have... We should, still should have, like, done a little bit of research, I think. Right. But I don't, like, at least, yeah, I don't know. It's a continuity thing in the movie, though. All right. So. It's a little both. Everybody's a winner. all around for everyone. Yeah, everybody gets four everyone dozen gets wings. Everyone gets a point for this one. Yep. Natch, as well as ourselves. Yep. So, there you go. The um, red ball, green ball situation has come to a close. Yeah, we can close the book on that one. The case. Sorry, what happened? I don't know, man. I I blacked out for a little bit. What did I miss? (laughs) (laughs) There's like little footprints all over my keyboard. The fuck was going on there? All right, so that's first bit of commentary. Yes. What else we got? Anything else? Then we got, well, then we got a contact here a little while ago, a couple weeks ago, from Lewis Nebel. Lewis Nebel. Lewis Nebel. I believe this is the first time we ever contacted here by Nebel. Lewis, 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 Lewis. Yeah. I think so, because I would have sung that before, probably. We got Lewis Nebel out there. Where I'm Um, from, the birds sing a pretty song, Brad. There's always, I feel like I know her. There's always music in the air. Yeah. Do your arms bend back? Yes, they do. Shit, dog. They do. What's Lewis got to say for himself? He says, was it my imagination or were there two Walter pa- partial quotes in season three, episode four of Fargo on FX? Mo discussing cremains and Buck describing his buddies dying face down in the muck of Fallujah. Um, so I can't address this as I have not seen this episode of Fargo. Have you seen any episodes of Fargo? I have not seen any episodes of Fargo. I know it's a good show. Really good I've show. I've seen a piece of an episode from this season three. Uh, my wife, you may know her. Her name is Christine, showed it to me. And I don't know if they've done this in other seasons, but this was very much the Big Lebowski. It was three guys sitting, talking. They definitely had kind of like, 
at least very least a a Walter and Donnie dynamic. The other guy was just maybe more like a straight guy. I get the sense he's like a character of another part of the story. It's not exactly like the dude, but okay, you know. I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. Uh, well, was he like so? Season three. I know season two was completely different from season one. It's like an anthology, right? Season three is the same way. I haven't seen season three. I've only <clears> seen one and two. Was the guy that played uh, from Parks and Rec yeah. that everyone loves with the mustache, was he in season two? Well, that's what I'm talking about. Was he in season he, one? I don't remember him in season one. I don't know, one. but he's in season three. Is he? <clears throat> he's in season three being oh. the Walter character. Oh, I thought you were referring to <clears throat> season two with him. But yeah, sure. No, no. I, I don't know. He's in, yeah, he's features prominently in season two. Okay, well... That same actor. That's Nick Offerman. Is it the same character? Nick Offerman, yeah. Same actor. Is he the same character? I don't know exactly how this show works, but yes. Hmm. He definitely rolls out very Walter-like lines. And he has some little buddy that he can tell to shut up and be like... Yes. Disrespectful to. Yeah, and in season one, Martin Freeman's the main character in that pretty much. And, like, he comes into some restaurant and in the background is, like, white Russians, special today, white Russians or something. Right. I think someone sent that to us, whoever that was, thanks. But that was, like, years ago. I don't really remember. Um, but, yeah, they, um, even in season two, like, I wasn't making a note of them, but there were a lot. There were a lot of references. And, and they're really, like, boy, they just breeze, kind of just breeze right over them, you know? If you're not right. paying attention, you'll miss it. It's right. not it's not like, yo man, that rug tied the room. It's not obvious like that. It's like a level, like a layer down. It's a really good show though. When I tried to watch uh episodes one and two of Twin Peaks The Return on Sunday and I couldn't find it and I was mad, I went to bed early instead at like nine fifteen because I was so fed up with life and I put my headphones on and I watched Fargo season two. And I actually, like, didn't mind not being able to watch Twin Peaks because it was so good. That's that's pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. That's quite an endorsement. It's in, you should watch it. Great show. All right, I gotta clear this throat or something. I'll wait here. Yeah, just wait right there. Yep. Come on, man, say it. <laughs> Ritz. Ah! Get this <laughs> man some Ritz crackers. Get this man some Ritz crackers! 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 The, uh... Get this man some Ritz crackers! (laughs) That's a fucking great clip. One of the, uh... Ritz Cracker paintings, like, sold at auction. I think it went for $12,000. From the movie? From the movie, yeah. Did Harrison Ford actually paint it? I think he did. Get this man some Ritz Crackers! Or at least he painted part of it, like, on set, like, on camera. Get this man some Ritz Crackers! (laughs) (laughs) Get this man some Ritz Crackers! Come on, man, say it. Ritz. <laughs> we finally done it. 
They killed our fucking podcast. Did you buy it, Brad? No, but I might have. I missed the auction. Ah, it was like at Sotheby's or something. Damn it! Twelve thousand dollars. On what merit did it sell for twelve thousand dollars? The Harrison Ford merit. It's a piece of Hollywood history. The the regarding Henry merit. Yeah, but if it was some other movie. I mean, it was Harrison Ford. I think it sold so on the... So he touched the thing. Yeah, I think it was sold on the Harrison Ford merit. It was a Mike Nichols film. There are people out there that are so interested in the movie, they're making podcasts about it. Yeah, I thought you and were going to... we're gonna... not the only ones. What? What are you talking there, about? There's other regarding, regarding Henry podcasts out there. I don't think that's true. That's true, unfortunately. Believe it or not, it's all been done before. Yeah, but... The... One episode, maybe, right? Yeah, one episode. All right, we've had two. We've had two, so... We're twice as good. Get this man some Ritz crackers. Yeah. So, Lewis, thanks for writing in. We'll get you some Ritz crackers. We sure will. Uh, We can't actually answer his question, though, can we? No. Well, I'm going to just go on a limb and say it was not your imagination, Lewis. But, indeed... Fargo is full of Lebowski and other Coen Brothers quotes, and I am a shitty host for not having watched the show. Get this man some Ritz crackers! Yes, you are, Brad. Yes, you are. Bradley. Hello, Bradley. That's what I say to you. I can't help it. They're just there. They're sitting over there, and I just keep... I can't help it, man. I have a problem. I can stop anytime I want. What's up next? What's on deck? I got What's a our um, next. Okay, well, yeah. yeah, episode. Uh, it's another. It's all. This is the Natch Jackson show, I guess. Okay. Uh, this is on episode five. He commented, "Ever thus to deadbeats." He says, "Enjoying the show as I data enter away at work." That seems like a good job to listen to stuff, be it music or podcasts or books on whatever. Probably. Right. If it's just, I do wonder if the um, unless it's the episode where we just recite numbers. Well, exactly. I was going to say if the talking or if what you have to enter the data isn't just numbers, but maybe like qualitative data or words, and like you're listening and have to also enter crap in. You know, yeah, it could be challenging. Yeah, but maybe also you get so good at it, you're able to like <laughs> segment your brain that way. Maybe. Yeah, because, like, sometimes I'll be typing something and I end up just typing what I'm listening to accidentally, but it's because I'm a fucking amateur. So anyway, what I got out of Duder's apartment decor was that there was a previous long-term renter who left behind a bunch of things and furniture. A senior that fell and couldn't get up, perhaps? So the dude moves his probably sparse belongings in and keeps all the existing furnishings, from the wallpaper to the toilet scrub brushes, one he brought, and the prior residence, to even, yes, the rug. As we already have been narrated to, the dude is a lazy man. At this point in the dude's life, it's important to keep in mind the rug is not that important to the dude. He cares about it in that it is his property. He would not have a rug anymore, and he hasn't gotten around to getting a new shower curtain. Yeah, the rug does not yet have special significance to him. That doesn't take hold until Walter revs him up about her, as Walter is wont to do. He would have just bitched and moaned about it for a while and then moved on, abiding. Woo and blonde thug 
are employed as debt collecting goons for Jack, Jackie Treehorn's business, which is porn. So it seems likely they were recruited for the task from their stable of hungry for more cash male porn actors. There we go. So it's like in three parts. Right. But I, I'm, I have to think that the dude brought the Nixon poster with him. That was probably one of the sparse belongings that he brought with him. Yes. But it does kind of seem so. Yeah. I don't know which way to go about the rug. Is did the dude bring that? Is that his thing? Because that rug and the story about it is based on an experience the Cohen brothers had with one of their buddies. It wasn't Jeff Dowd. It was one of the other guys. I forget his name, but the dude is like an amalgam of these, like a composite of a couple of different friends that they had and like stories. And the one guy was like, he was just really proud of this rug he had in his like otherwise kind of shabby, shitty apartment. He's like, yeah, look at this rug. And he'd just go on about how it really ties the room together. And Coen brothers were just really tickled by that. So they worked it in to the story. But it was definitely his rug and he was definitely into it. So that's the inspiration for the dude and the rug thing in The Big Lebowski, like his relationship to this rug. So I don't know. I don't know. It's a good theory, um, but I kind of think... There's nothing to invalidate that theory. Except for the inspiration for the Coens writing that right. into it. But in the movie... Right, in the movie I'd there's not. i have to go back and go through the dialogue line by line <laughs> slowly when they talk about it at the alleyway. But, yeah, I think... I mean, without a doubt, the spirit is correct that Walter gets the dude worked up about it for sure the dude is ready to move on like well what can you do about it right that's his zen like deal you're allowed to get upset you just don't dwell on it you move on yeah that part is accurate and the idea that the treehorn thugs could also be porn actors i hadn't necessarily thought about that but that makes uh that's a decent that's, uh, way to think about it i think yeah definitely it makes the movie more fun especially since like Apparently, they're getting their clothing from, like, the uh, props department, the mi minimalist right. props department, because they switch clothing. <laughs> it's like, oh, we're going out on a job. We can't wear, like, whatever it is. Go grab some some outfits from the props department. They don't remember what they wore last time they went out there. They happened to switch shirts. That's all. Maybe I'm reaching there. Um, anything else for that? No. Okay. Lined it up, knocked it down. All right. Another well, thanks again, Natch. Yeah, there's another one. Do we want to keep doing it? It's not from like you mean the, the the other one on the same uh, episode? No, 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 no. From episode four. I was just kind of get them all out. Uh, all right, go for it. We don't have to. We can no, move let's on. Do it. All right. Why not? Uh, this is from episode four. Ah, oh, hell, I done introduced him enough. Um. And this is where the dude is writing the check and uh, potentially post-dating the check to buy his 67 cent, half and half, 69 right. cent, whatever it is. Uh, Natch says, I wanted to point out that the landlord mentions the dude later in the movie that is the 10th already. So the importance of dude writing the 11th on his check is that he has to post-date a check for, he says, 64 cents, 69, 67, whatever it is. This is why the cashier gives him the disgusted look, because to her, God, who does that? This is also why the check numbers have circles around them. Back in the heyday of paying with checks when you were super poor, circling the routing numbers was one of the rumored ways that would slow down a check's processing at the bank. Wow. Which is a 
good one. Well, it's good, except he didn't actually do that. Right. But that's right. a good piece of info. Right. Like, checks are still out there. I'm going to keep that one. I'm going to put that in the back pocket next time i got to write a check and the funds are getting low. Uh, he says, yeah, I did say that. And I, I responded and asked what circles he was referring to because there are some numbers, like, on the top of the checkbook, not on a check, but near the scribbles, and he has those circled. But that's not the routing number. Um, the dude's, which is, let's face it, probably the dude's stand-in hands are covering the routing number on the check. But, um, yeah, we can't see whether they're the routing number circled or not. But a good piece of intel. Uh, he also says, like, uh, tightly circling the routing or other numbers or else drawing a straight line through them all in either black or red ink were all classic attempts to delay a check from getting charged too soon. Make it unreadable by the mechanical sorter so it would get kicked to the slower by-hand sorting. Mostly a lost art these days. And then he also says, I thought the bathrobe in his scene was to help us visualize the dude as the modern update, to that year anyways, to the rumpled trench coat worn by classic noir-style noir alcoholic disreputable deadbeat private dicks. And I don't think we ever made the connection to, like, bathrobe to trench coat. And I think that is oh, a shit. great, yeah. like, a great connection. Oh, my God. Like, perfect. Yeah, we're such idiots. We are so stupid. We are like children who wandered into the middle of a podcast and want to know what a fucking film noir oh. is. Uh, Natch, you schooled us like hardcore. It's like, we here's the big sleep. Like, I read that like right. a month ago. I just read the whole book, too. And it's like, that had not occurred to me, dude. <laughs> How stupid. Like... Honestly, but, but rather than I love, I, I, now that I know that, I think I just like I just doubled how much I love this movie. Yes, yes, it's it, and just a great catch, like to make that visual connection incredible. Like it's once you see it, you can't unsee it. Once you know it, it is as if it has always been there. And it was always meant to be, which obviously it was, and you feel like kind of like seeing some sort of illusion like those black and white like oh it's the the black part is the portrait of an old lady but no if you look at the the white part of it it's a young woman that kind of thing and you can like see one it's like once you see the other you're like holy shit it was right there the whole time or those 3d illusion paintings mm -hmm. i guess that once you see them it's like wow which i have never ever seen and I feel like it's all a big trick. The people yeah, I've are never seen them, them either. And people are standing there like, wow, look at it. I'm like, shut up. <laughs> You're making it up. You just don't want to seem stupid like me. So you've never seen them either? No, when, I can't get them to work. Yeah, I never have either. Ugh, I should try that again. Do they even make those anymore? Yeah, I don't know. <sighs> oh, there's another one. Same episode. Um... <sighs> Natch commented to, now, Zach commented, and you responded to him, about mm -hmm. the turned-on bathroom light. I think we covered that in an episode. Um, it, he was basically saying the light was left on intentionally by the thugs, treehorn thugs. Right. And then Natch commented that. He said, this also plays into blonde thug prepping for his bums rush of the dude by making sure the toilet seat is up. Possibly. As we discussed in the next episode. Right, right. 
Possibly, or the dude is just lazy. He left. He leaves the light on. Seat up. The toilet seat up. Yep. At least he locked the damn door. But again, the problem being that if he was, if his laziness didn't happen to leave both those things on, then it would have been awkward when the, he got bum rushed. Yeah. Well, maybe he would have just bum rushed him into a wall or something. Right. But it was into the dark room. More horrifying, perhaps, for the dude. I'm not, yeah. But also maybe horrifying for the tree thug. He doesn't know where he's going. He's going to, like, try to bum rush the dude, but end up tripping over a, a toilet or running his groin into the corner of a sink. Yeah, that would hurt. And then, then the dude has a moment to turn the tables on him. Right. He doesn't know what kind of dude he's dealing with here. Tree thug. I like that, Brad. Tree thug. Tree thug. I'd like to see like a Marvel-esque superhero movie called Tree Thugs versus the Lartees. Ooh, we could do that. Let's work on that. Like I'm thinking like an animated film, maybe? Yeah, I'm into okay. it. I'm looking for a new project. Yeah, make a note of that. I am. Gutterballs Media presents Tree Thug versus the Lartees. And do you think it's one tree thug, like it's a big thing versus a bunch of little things, right? Classic David and Goliath sort of thing? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I think so. Like an ent versus a bunch of little larties, like an ent style thing? Yeah, something like that. Or even if the tree thug was just more like human size, kind of like a wooden human. Sure. Right, right, right. Doesn't have to be 80 feet tall compared to the like a- larties, though. It could be like an 1800s style mannequin. Oh, oh Lord. Does it wear one of those like World War One era like bird masks that the doctors would wear to go around to treat people? Well, that was I, uh, that was the, the Middle Ages. Well, like Spanish with the plague with no like Spanish flu. I mean, it's all probably the same, really. Here, let's see. Spanish flu, 1918. I think they wore the bird masks then, too. Technology didn't evolve much from, like, the 1500s to the 1900s. No, maybe not. Well, maybe not. I'm probably wrong. But still, they wore messed up, uh, like, you know, again, like, like an children. early 20th century gas mask or something. It's yeah, still... like the children would wear those weird-ass masks and stuff. I guess the bird mask was to ward off evil spirits and terrify them. To make them run away, which is more of a what eleven hundreds thing. Yeah. Well, I think the yeah. Well, also <laughs> like the beak of the mask had like, Sm- like yeah, smelling stuff because Lavender it was just and, smelled so bad. Yeah. All the decaying flesh and dying people. But like you don't yeah. have to make it look like a goddamn like horrifying big beaked bird. You know, it's like you have these people who are dying and they're in this like death throw fever dream and the last thing they're gonna fucking see is like this like big beaked human sized bird leaning in towards them it's like as if they weren't suffering enough let's just make them horrified (laughs) right Jesus humans are fucked up Brad yeah well or maybe even back then like that wasn't even horrifying or or, all of life was so horrifying it didn't matter it was just more like hey we're making these masks (laughs) Let's shape them kind of like this. Like that's my artistic take on it. Right. Didn't even read. Didn't move the needle. The horror. The horror needle right. at all. Or it was just like there was the the uh, you know 16th century version of David Lynch 
for some reason they went to him like, hey, could you design us a mask? And he's like, sure, Sonny. <laughs> I can design you a mask to hold that lavender. I've got several great designs of mask I'm really excited about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, episode three. We're not going to watch episode four till like tomorrow. So. Yep, moving right along from that. Moving right along. So, should we move on to the. Creme the, de la creme. The, 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 the creme de la creme that we've saved for the end? Sure, sure we save should. Save the best for last. Yeah. I mean, first of all, all comments are great. They make us feel loved and supported, and they they honestly make this worth doing. It's like, fucking hey, man. Someone's yes, listening. I see a comment come through, like my heart skips a beat. Yes. I'm so excited. Um, it's like an XX song. People are listening. Mm-hmm. Um, but some well, comments go above and beyond the call right. of duty. That is very much true. And we do have a comment here. It came in the form of a video, a video comment. A video of all things. From one of our great longtime fans. Longtime listener. Been listening for many years. Longtime listener. First time video submitter. Yes. Longtime listener. Regular commenter. First time video submitter. Uh, and I and should, that is Kelly. Kelly. Thank yes. you, Kelly. Thank you so much, Kelly. So do we want to, are we going to, we're we going to queue up some of this audio? Yeah. I got it ready to go. Kelly, I should point out, is also a listener, perhaps the listener of uh, Romance Planning. If nobody's tired of my bullshit yet, you can listen to me at Romance Planning. That's like row. Yeah. Mansplaining, one word. And to- I want to recommend people go check that out. It's Adam and his wife, which is a nice departure. Do they from know this her? podcast, which is almost always, <laughs> almost always, not always, but almost always a Sisyphean sausage party. <laughs> and a Sisyphean affair, like a Sisyphean test of your endurance and your yes. bullshitto tolerance force yes. field. Yeah. Yes. So there's actually a. Uh, but do they know my wife? Respect. Um, they might know her. Her name is Leslie. All right. All right. Anyway, Kelly's the listener for that too. So thank you for that, Kelly. Wanted to give a shout out for that. But anyway, I have her comment queued up. If we would like to hear it, we ready? Let's do it. All right. I'm ready. Hi, Brad and Adam. My name is Kelly, and I'm a gutter freak. I've been listening to gutter balls for probably three years my husband you don't know him his name is travis he listened to a lot of it with me um i know in the last episode you asked people to say why they listen so i don't know maybe i'm the listener uh but i enjoy normal people podcasting if that makes sense um even though i am a middle class 30 something white lady Uh, NPR can get a little bit repetitive. So it's nice to hear a super nerdy podcast. Um, I'm now a Judas Priestess. I know more about sticks than I probably ever wanted to know, although I'm not sure that I could repeat a single fact. (laughs) Um, 
I'm not at home right now, otherwise I'd show you my marmots. I'm still working on getting their paperwork all squared away for, you know, keeping an aquatic rodent in within uh, city limits. Um, but, you know, that's getting worked out. Anyway, keep talking about Star Trek, beer, hot sauce, whatever. I'm into it. Thanks. Well, there you have it. Well, thank you, Kelly. Thank you, Kelly. Um, <laughs> yeah, I hope you get the marmot stuff you straightened away soon. You don't want animal control wandering into the middle of your home like children into the wandering, you know. That ain't that ain't cool either. So, yeah, definitely get that taken care of. I, who are these normal people that she's referring to, do you think? Um what were the normal people? The NPR listeners? No, the she likes listening to normal people podcasting. Oh, right. Is that like? Yeah, that's a good point. Well, Radio Lab or something, or who who are those people? I don't know. I mean, it's we, us. We, we're the normal we're people. Normal. We are the most she normal wrote people. This I know. Before the Ritz crackers. So. <laughs> oh, I love those Ritz crackers, Brad gotta get me some of that (laughs) (laughs) seriously though i i am the most normal person that i know no joke yeah normal is what everyone else is and you are not um normal is what everyone else is and you are not no i think i'm the only normal person well i meant like the, the the royal you Oh, the editorial. You know, the editorial. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. That was a little Star Trek quote. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Star Trek quote. You gotta get you some of that. <laughs> I like my sound effects too much. Um, so that's been <laughs> Gutterballs Rewind. That's Gutterballs Rewind. Thanks, Kelly. Thank you, Kelly. Truly, it's an honor to know you're out there listening yep hopefully taking it easy for all us sinners hopefully so we take comfort in that um thanks natch thanks lewis yep thanks uh zach he was in there he gets another another thanks i guess we'll give him a, a mark yeah he gets a mark um well get this man some ritz crackers Gutterballs, balls. Re-